Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, October 22nd, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, as always, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. Um, it always hits me whenever I read the notes as I'm starting to do the podcast just how quickly 2021 is is whizzing by. October 22nd, that doesn't even seem possible. Um, but it's here. It's fucking here, isn't it? It is, uh, it is October 22nd, and in a month from now, we are going to be in full-blown Christmas season. Seriously. You're going to be shopping for presents. The stores are going to be blasting Christmas music. You might even have a flake of snow in the air. Who the fuck knows? I'm loving this time of year. I just can't believe how quickly it got here. I am just getting old as fuck, man. Um, any hoodles. Uh, before we get into the stuff we're going to talk about this week, as I do every week, for the people who are just finding me for the first time, a couple of notes. First of all, this is an amateur podcast. Uh, it's not done in a studio. It's not professionally edited or mixed. It's You're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear the fucking UPS guy come and my dogs go nuts. And you're going to hear, you're not going to hear my landscaper because he just left. I've actually tried, this is the fourth time I tried to record this this morning. <laughs> uh, my audio system here froze up on me, so I'm hoping that doesn't do that again. Uh, I had a guy come to the door trying to sell something and my landscaper came, which that's always a pleasant interruption because it means my shit's getting cut. And I ain't got to do it. So, um, that's the kind of background noise you're going to hear. Just kind of roll with it. Okay? It's not meant to be polished. It's not meant to be perfect. Also, if you're finding me for the very first time, chances are you don't know about my website. So, if you can, if you're willing to, if you want to, swing by oldhippymedia.com. Oldhippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, media.com. And you're going to find my blog, you're going to find links on where you can follow me on the various social media sites. You're going to find a link to my merch store. 160 items available. More designs coming. You're going to find a link on where you can buy my first two books, which are available in paperback or ebook format, and they are entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, and Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. Uh, and if I could have just one more moment of self-pimpage, uh, watch for my new Patreon subscription service coming soon. Now, a couple of you have asked about that, so I want to touch on it real quickly. Not a lot of you have asked about it, so I don't know how this thing is going to fly, but a couple of you have asked about it. Uh, what is this going to consist of? Okay, let me explain to you what we're looking at here. Uh, this is what we're thinking so far. Some tweaks need to be made. Some final revisions need to be made, but this is what we're thinking. So this is going to be, first and foremost, bonus content. It's going to be bonus podcast episodes primarily and the occasional bonus video piece of content as well, but podcast episodes as pri primarily. Am I going to stop doing free podcasts? No. Am I going to stop doing or even cut back on the amount of uh, uh, podcasts or TikToks I do? No. 
This is going to be additional content, bonus content. Stuff that we're going to talk about there that we're not going to talk about anywhere else because it's additional bonus content that you can only hear there. Now, there's going to be four, we believe, subscription tiers that uh, the typical Patreon model is about $5 a month, about $10 a month, about $20 a month, and then there's some larger tier that's 40 or 50 Some people have it 100 yada, yada, yada. My tier is what we believe we're going to do. We believe, we don't, we're not, once again, not finalized yet, is that we're going to have that first $5 tier be what everybody typically offers, which is access only, right? You're going to get access to the, all the, the additional content that uh, can only be heard there for $5 a month. But mine is not going to be $5 a month. We're thinking more like $4.20 a month. If you know, you know. Movie gun. My roughly $10 a month uh, subscription service is where you're going to begin getting physical tier benefits. So what does that mean? That means $5 a month gets you access to everything as far as the content goes. $10 a month or whatever that final number turns out to be is going to get you access plus a physical item at six months and another physical item at 12 months. Then you move up to a $20 a month tier. That's going to get you access. It's going to get you the same two physical items as the $10 a month tier, but they're going to come at four and eight. And then you're going to get an additional gift at 12. And then the last tier is going to be a $50 a month tier, we believe. And you're going to get the access. You're going to get all those other physical gifts, but they're going to come three, six, nine, and then you're going to get an additional physical gift at 12. Still some tweaks that need to be made into what exactly those physical gifts are across the board and whether or not we're going to open up the physical tier gifts uh, to international uh, uh, people or at least people outside of North America. Don't know yet. We might. We might just have a, an access only for people in Europe and Australia and South America and Asia. Uh, we don't know. We're, we're still trying to tweak that and figure that out. Here's one of the physical tier gifts. We believe these might be something that we're going to give away. Can't get these anywhere but on on the Patreon once we, once we launch it. But one of the physical tier gift levels is going to be your choice of either a... Uh, second half podcast laser engraved one hitter, yeah, the old bat and dugout, or your uh, uh, laser engraved uh, uh, second half podcast flask, depending on how you like to uh, round your edges. Do you like to have a liquid lunch or a smoked lunch? Either way, we got you covered with items that you can only get if you subscribe to the Patreon service. I'll let you know when we finish the tweaks and when we launch that. I'm actually already uploading content to that site. So once you do subscribe, there's already going to be content for you to catch up on. All right, that's enough self-pimpage. I'm sorry that the commercials took so long. My apologies. As we do every week, i got to briefly cover the NFL as quickly as I can because I know that not all of you are sports fans. But I do love the NFL, and I make picks that are uh, horrendously bad picks. Horrendously bad picks. Uh, I usually, by this time in the year, I'm working things out, and I'm starting to have a couple of good weeks. 
But no, go back through the rest of my podcast, and even if you just listen to the football segment, you're going to hear consistently how my picks for the the previous week were seven and six. And sure as shit, this week is no exception. Last week I went seven and six. I swear to fucking God, it's it's going to be engraved on my tombstone at this point in time. Here lies Tom Powell Jr. Poor bastard couldn't get better than seven and six. I got two brief NFL stories I want to touch on. Let me first give you who I think the, the, the winners are going to be. Now, once again, I record on Thursday, but I air on Friday. So just to not even give the hint of impropriety, I don't pick the Thursday game. Because people could go, oh, you're fucking, you always get the Thursday game right, but you air it on Friday. You must be waking up on Friday and recording it. So I just don't even bother with it. We don't pick the Thursday games, so here are the rest of the winners. And uh, I have to tell you that if you bet money on these picks, you should be slapped on general principle alone. This week's winners will be the Panthers, Patriots, Chiefs, Packers, Dolphins, Bengals, Eagles, Raiders, Buccaneers, 49ers, Seahawks, and I believe that the Rams win in the Rams-Lions game. That has significance because the Rams and Lions traded quarterbacks in the offseason. The young Jared Goff, who was selected number one overall by the Rams just a few years prior, they gave up on him and shipped him off to Detroit, and Detroit gave up on the crafty old veteran Stafford and shipped him out to L.A., and uh, I've always thought Stafford was a severely underrated quarterback. I'd love to see him get a ring. He's he's lighting it up out in L.A. I guess Stafford wasn't the problem in Detroit, and uh, he gets uh, each quarterback gets a crack at their old team, so... That's going to be the game of the week, and I'm taking the Rams in that one. The two football stories we have to deal with, one of them is pure football, and that's Aaron Rodgers, very quickly. Um, the, the big rivalry in, in the NFL is Bears-Packers. And it was Bears-Packers week this past week, and the, the Packers came down and played the Bears in Soldier Field. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was already ahead, scored another touchdown to cinch it, running one in was knocked to the ground as he as he did, and as he was getting back up in the corner of Soldier Field, and the Bears fans were raining boos and screams down at him and, and giving him the business. He as he as he was getting up, he stopped on one knee, like he was down proposing to somebody, and he gave the old discount double check belt towards the crowd, proceeded to stand all the way up, and started to scream at the crowd, I own you I still own you. Now, that's what we got to talk about. The I own you. It is important to understand that two things can be true at the same time. Thing one, was that poor sportsmanship? Yes, it was. Yeah, the crowd was giving you the business. You're the pro. It was a little over the top. I love the spirit. A little over the top. Thing two, also true, were his words correct? And they were. It's true. He fucking owns the Bears. The dude is 25-5 and five lifetime against his arch enemy in what is arguably 
the football rivalry of football rivalry. He owns the Bears. He did not speak an untruth. My man been spanking that ass. Ever since they handed him the keys to the car. Just saying. Both things can and are true. Can be and are true. And of course, we can't leave football without touching on John Gruden. So... There was a big investigation into the Washington football team, and some emails came out, and uh, John Gruden, who is uh, the current head coach, uh, or was the current head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, some of his racist, homophobic, and misogynistic emails came to light, and the Raiders were like, yeah, we're good. Now, an argument is circling that his personal shit should not even have come out. And you can say that all day long, and I can't argue with that, right? People should be entitled to a certain degree of privacy. But it's also the modern era, and God damn it, you got to know. If you send something digitally, it is fucking out there. I don't care if it's... You could put something on social media, you can write an article, you can have a blog, you can have a website, you could just send a fucking text message. Once it's sent digitally... Like an email, it is out there forever. So don't be putting shit out there digitally that you don't want people to see. And he should have known that. Whether it should have come out or not is not the issue. It's out. And now he's toxic as fuck. He's done earning. Done for a hot minute. He's so fucking toxic, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were once... The worst team in the NFL for so long, they were known for their losing streak. They took his Super Bowl winning name out of their ring of honor. That's how fucking toxic this guy is. He better have invested wisely because my man is done earning for a hot minute. It's a shame because that's a that's a wealth of football knowledge that the next generation could really use, you know? It is. And and the best thing, guys, if you're if you're in John Gruden's situation, let me tell you something here. If I could go off notes for a minute. Come clean. Say what if you changed, let's say for a minute that John Gruden changed. That's the way he felt, but he doesn't anymore. Then say it. You're listening to a guy who will tell you. I've said every derogatory thing you could possibly imagine. I was wrong to do so. I have worked somewhat hard at changing my ways. I continue to work at changing my ways. Uh, But I used to use the N-word. I used to use derogatory statements about uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community, women, Hispanics. I got out of my bubble. I changed my view. Still working on myself. But that's what you need to do. If you've changed, 
from what you once were, don't try to hide that shit. Just tell people, you know what? This is what I was. I'm not that way anymore, but you need to know this is what I was. And if that's a fucking deal breaker for you, I get it. I understand it. But I can't change what I was. I can only tell you what I am. Just be up front. Be forward. All right? I'm not running for office. I'm not looking for anybody's vote. But when I'm out there putting my opinion out about a variety of issues to what has turned out to be a, 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 an insanely large crowd. People listening to me on this podcast as well as over on TikTok. I can't believe you guys are all here. It's nuts. But here we are. I have a responsibility to explain to you who the fuck I am to the best of my ability. Are you going to know everything about my life? Nope, you're not. No, you're not. There are things about me and my wife and my kids and 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 my past that you're just never going to know about. Uh, and there are things that when they when they pertain to the things that I am out there espousing, you need to know my past as well. And that's all I'm saying is, maybe if Gruden if he had changed, but he had said to you know, hey, we want to we want to hire you to come be our coach. All right, I want to come win you a Super Bowl, but you need to know this. It ain't me anymore, but you need to know this. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know what? Own your fuck-ups. I was wrong for doing this. I was wrong for thinking this way. I was wrong for saying these things. Own your fuck-ups. Not everybody is going to come around... And, and want to be buddy-buddy with you. Not everybody is, gonna, is going to forgive you for things that you've said. And nor should they. But if you own your fuck-ups, you've done what you can. You've done what you can. Now, you got to own your fuck-ups and change. See what I'm saying? Don't forget the and change part, guys. Ah... <laughs> uh, all right, some personal stories. Some personal stories. Uh, last Saturday was interesting. Um, last Saturday we got our uh, got our uh, quick annual pumpkin patch trip in, um, and I also for completely and utterly forgot it was Sweetest Day. Listen, sorry, I had to take a drink there. I get the, the Valentine's Day thing. Yes. Anniversaries. Birthdays. I, my wife will tell you, I do try. And I, I oftentimes go above and beyond for many of those events. Birthdays. Christmas. Mother's Day. I don't leave leave my wife hanging. Sweetest Day is a bullshit holiday. And you, we all fucking know that it is a bullshit made up, come buy some more shit holiday. So I do apologize to my wife for forgetting it, but we both understand that's a bullshit holiday. Pumpkin patch was good though, right? Except for the fact that they're now charging to get into the uh, the, the big area. So we have two pumpkin patches in our area. Uh, one is a family name that's been uh, generational. It's been here for forever. The farm 
has been here forever. And the other is one that recently popped up within the 17 years that we've lived in the community. And um, is this microphone on? Whoa, that would have been ugly. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, we love both of them. They both have things for the kids to do. They both have animals. They both have pumpkins. A little bit of apple butter. You know, that whole fall kind of thing. But the the one that's been here generationally still has the same stuff for the kids to do. And the new one that has popped up in the last decade and a half keeps adding stuff for kids to do. Now, the new one started as, from the best of my knowledge, from the stories that I've been told. I can only relay the stories I've been told. Uh, started out as uh, there's a kid in high school. Uh, his dad had a farm, and he grew some pumpkins, his, uh, the kid did, on a little patch of land that his dad had uh, carved out for him from the overall big family farm. Uh, so he could grow uh, some giant pumpkins for a science experiment for high school. And he wound up growing these big-ass fucking pumpkins, and they had them displayed in the front yard, and people kept stopping to ask if they could buy the pumpkins. So he grew more big-ass pumpkins, and more people kept pulling into the driveway. Can I buy those pumpkins? And so his dad, his parents, I guess, carved out some land for him on the farm, and he started growing more and more pumpkins and started having a little pumpkin patch. And it started, I mean, it literally started uh, after he moved off of the front yard and into like a little, just a, an area of the farm that he cleared out where it was just like a, 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 a pile of pumpkins that he was selling. You pulled in, you bought your pumpkins. Then he started offering corn stalks, bales of hay. Then he built a little thing here, and he built a little thing there, and then he built the, and now he's got all kinds of shit. He's got a big wooden pirate ship, and he's got a corn maze, and he's got a big slide on a giant hill, and a bunch of fucking cows you can pet, and corn the shit that you can climb through. I don't know what the fuck it all is. So now it's you can get into the the area where you can buy the pumpkins for free, but all the other shit you got to pay for eight bucks a head. And I get it, man. Everybody's out to make money. It's the free market. You make what you can make. All I'm saying is, as from a parent standpoint, a lot of parents don't actually go on those things. They just want to be in the area while their kid is going on those things. They want to make sure their kid is, is being attended to while they're on those things. They want to take pictures and videos of their kids on those things. But they don't want to go on those things. So maybe... A deal where it's a kid and a parent combo for 10 or 11, 12, maybe. I'm just saying, suggestion, think about it. Still love the place, still coming back, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, you got great pumpkins. Uh, so I don't want to mention either one of them by name because I do get political on my podcast, and I don't want anybody out there to think that we're affiliated with any business that has not previously spoken to me and said, hey, go talk to me, or, go talk to people. Uh, about uh, the business. Uh, speaking of which, I want to I want to uh, talk about somebody really quick. Uh, I want you guys to go to roadtobaja.com, okay? And that's the only place I'm going to direct you. I'm not going to direct you to all kinds of social media sites. I want you to go directly to the website, right? Roadtobaja.com. Is somebody at the door? See, I'm telling you, background noises they happen. So. Uh, it's a gentleman I know through social media uh, who is bringing awareness to cancer in children. He's fighting to help raise money for uh, uh, children's cancer research. And he's doing so by making his first ever run at the Baja 1000. 
Uh, so I need you guys to go visit roadtobaja.com. If you can give five bucks, please do. It's going to help this man's journey, and it's going to help um, spread the, the word that he's trying to spread, the awareness he's trying to spread for children's cancer. Uh, I, I am a sponsor. Uh, full disclosure, I need to make sure that you guys are aware of that, and I'm a sponsor for a reason because uh, children's cancer, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty universal issue that doesn't need to be political and that we can all get behind. So if, if you can, once again, road to Baja.com. Okay? Go give it a, a look. Go follow them on their various social media platforms. Give if you can. Follow their journey on YouTube. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. They're going to also be doing video content on TikTok. Go subscribe. Go follow and, 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 and help boost this message because it's nothing but a message of good. Okay? Um couple more personal notes if i can before we get into the whole political stuff um have you guys seen the new batman movie trailer (sighs) damn it looks good when i first saw who was going to be playing batman uh i was like that doesn't look very batman ish he looks kind of soft i don't think i'm gonna like this uh and then the the trailer came out and i was like oh snap that looks kind of off the chain. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. I just wanted to, to briefly mention it. If you haven't seen it, go check out The Batman, the new trailer for that new movie, The Batman. Uh, looks damn good. Looks like we got the Riddler in this one. Um, I, there's no way around it. I have to discuss this next topic. Uh, it's a personal issue. It's, it's It happened to me. Uh, and it's just one of those things that happens. Um, but it actually happened to me. Thursday morning, which is the morning I'm recording this podcast. So it was for me, it was this morning. For you, if you listening to this podcast the day it airs, it was yesterday morning. Uh, but Thursday of this week, um, we had a Zoom meeting with somebody from my daughter's school. It was for an education plan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my middle daughter, uh, my oldest daughter is out of school. Uh, my middle daughter goes to a uh, STEM boarding school. It's a uh, college prep school for kids that are specifically going to go into college. Uh, uh, in search of a career to do with uh, math or science specifically. These are the kids that are going to land something on on another planet one day. Um, I don't, I still don't quite know everything that's going on over there. You know, my daughter takes Mandarin and studies black holes. Uh, I was done, I don't mean to get emotional, but I'm gonna, sorry. You fucking moron. Um, I was done being able to help my daughter with her homework in, in like, seventh grade. And I really have no fucking clue what she's talking about now. And At this point in my life, I am just hoping that uh, when all is said and done, she doesn't look at me like the stupid old man who couldn't even graduate high school. She's that fucking smart. Um, God damn, fucking moron. Turn it into a a ball of fucking cries a lot every as my as I age. Jesus fucking Christ. That's not the point of this story. Focus. Uh, <clears throat> we had this Zoom meeting uh, for her education plan. We never got, at least I never got the link. Um, my wife. 
my daughter texts us and says, uh, this meeting is going on right now. And my first thought was, oh, fuck, you fucked this up. Uh, but I didn't fuck it up because I, I didn't get the link to anything. My, my wife immediately texts back to the group, I don't have a link. While that, the two of them, my wife and daughter, are beginning to text back and forth to determine where the fuck this link is, I'm trying to get myself in the position to actually attend this meeting. So, we live in a long ranch. And on the far east side of the house is our bedroom, and on the far west side of the house is my office. And it's unprofessional to be on Zoom in the in the bedroom. and the, It needs to be painted. It hasn't been painted in 10 years, and it's dingy in there, and it just looks nicer in here. So, this is where I do my work from. Now, I have to interject a new segment to this story when i'm hanging out around the house i'm doing work around the house i'm cooking around the house i'm doing my podcast whatever i am in uh, some form of a t-shirt and gym shorts regular old you know they got a drawstring they got pockets i don't know if women's have pockets men's have pockets be jealous i don't know what to tell you uh gym shorts regular old gym shorts you cinch them up tight you can throw your phone in the pocket throw a pair of earbuds in the other pocket, walk around the house, be comfortable, and I don't wear underwear. That part's important, ladies and gentlemen. Hang on to that bit bit of information and put that in the back of your head. All of my gym shorts fit just fine, and they all have the drawstring so I can cinch them up nice and good, except for one pair that is a very, very old pair, and it's bigger than shit. Shit was made by Omar the tent maker, okay? I mean, shit falls off of me, literally, and doesn't have a drawstring anymore, so I have to, like, roll the top of it over a couple of times and then hold it, and i got to carry my phone in my hand when I'm wearing this particular band. And it's time to do laundry, and this is the pair I got today. Or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Friday. On Thursday, if you will. And I'm still in the bedroom. The boy just left to get on the bus. And this text comes through. And I think, oh, fuck. So I got to get into position. So you got to run out of our bedroom and you got to go into this hallway, zigzag, come through the kitchen. We have a long galley-style kitchen. You go around the fridge, come back around the stove, and then haul ass through the galley, across the, the dining room area, and then down the other hallway to get to this office. I have, in my right hand, my phone. Because my pants can't hold that weight i have in my left hand my black uh sports carry around bottle with the uh flip lid that i will show now drink of uh i have a fucked up hip as you well know if you follow me for any period of time and i don't move very well uh, but if I do start getting any kind of real momentum and any kind of velocity going, what it turns into is kind of an uncontrollable uh, rolling gait of a rapid limp. And I wind up running through uh, whatever it is I'm running through in a thum 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 manner. And you just kind of, you got that one leg just kind of flopping out there in the breeze, okay? You draw in a mental image? Okay, because here's where we're going with this one. I'm in the bedroom. I get the text. My brain goes off. Fuck, what did you screw up? 
You need to be on this call now. I race out of the bedroom, something in each hand, so I can't hold my drawers up. I uh, I can't. There's I can't hold my drawers up. So I come around the corner into the hallway, zig to the right around that refrigerator, and go to zig back to the left around that stove in full galloping limp. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. And these big-ass drawers just went right off of me. And I couldn't stop because once I get a little bit of momentum going with this bad hip and that rolling limp of a gait, there's no stopping it. All right. Otherwise, if I go to stop on a dime, I'm going down and there's a tumble involved. There's some kind of tuck and roll involved in my in my immediate future. And ain't nobody got time for that. Right. So I let them go. I boom, 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 right the fuck out them drawers. Now I got to make it through the rest of the kitchen. Cross the dining room down the hallway and into this office with Pedro just to flopping the fuck all over the place. And no, it's not a helicopter. All right? This isn't, uh, you know, self-masochism by any stretch of the imagination, but it's living in the real world. There was no helicopter. There, there was no helicopter motion going on, okay? It was more like a light switch. Anyway, I make it down to here. I run into here. I put my drink down. I put my phone down. Then I pull the chair up, pull the stand in, hook the phone up, and I'm looking through emails, and I can't find it. And I, they're texting back and forth, and I'm texting them, and I'm, where is it? Well, I sent it to you. I don't have it in the email. I don't have it. It's in your calendar. It wasn't in my calendar. I don't know what the fuck. So now I'm sitting here. In my home office. You guys have seen it on TikTok. I'm sitting here in a showbiz pizza place shirt from yesterday. Buck naked from the waist down. Waiting for a Zoom meeting with somebody from my daughter's school. I got to tell you, I've looked better. Uh, It wasn't my finest hour. And then I finally got the notification that the meeting was over when I got the email from the school official. My wife had handled it. I didn't have to go to it, thank God. Uh, but, whew, it was, uh, it was a little bit more of an, uh, an active Thursday morning than I'm used to. Let's put it that way. Damn. Uh, I was able to retrieve my drawers. And uh, I, I, I am happy to announce to you, not that it matters, but I, uh, I am clothed to a degree. But, you know, I don't know that I've ever sat at my desk in any capacity naked from the drawers down. But that, that was interesting. And there is quite a bit of room underneath here. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. We move on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I have to ask a bit of a morbid question. I know that this one's going to get kind of weird, and you guys are going to be like, dude, did you fucking go there? But yeah, I am going to go there, because 
it's a serious question that I don't think anybody is addressing right now because I don't know if we're emotionally ready for what's about to happen. And I say we, I mean a whole lot of other people. I'm not really caught up in this TikTok trend. Uh, but I think there's, there, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that 2020 and 2021 has done anything to emotionally prepare for the loss of that pug. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, bones or no bones, you know what I'm talking about. There is a 13-year-old pug that half a TikTok has adopted. And we all know how emotionally devastating it is to lose a pet. I don't know that TikTok and the world is emotionally ready for the eventual loss of what has turned out to be uh, 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 an internationally known 13-year-old pug who can barely stand up some mornings. It, it seems like everybody just went, is this the line for emotional depression and crushing cruelty? Yes, thank you. I'll let me get in this line, please. Oh, is this the ticket to get me on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, the, the train that's going to take me right into the depths of emotional hell? Sign me up. You know what? I'll take a suite. I got friends coming. Half a TikTok is basing their ba- their their day off of this this beautiful thirteen year old pug, and we all know he is not going to last forever, and and so everybody has just signed up for the emotional damage that that's going to bring, and I got to tell you that is going to be an interesting time to be on that app when that when that pug sadly disappears because I don't think anybody's ready for it. It's going to be interesting to watch people who have never met a dog be devastated at a dog's loss. I'm serious. It's going to be like when Fiona dies. Tom, how could you have gone there? I'm sorry. I'm a realist. I'm just looking at the real side of this. People have become emotionally attached. They are invested. Especially with TikTok. It seems like investment becomes easier in other people's existence when you see them in video format rather than just write the words they put on a screen like on Facebook or uh, Twitter or even see the, the still photographs that they post uh, maybe on an Instagram. It seems like that, that communal shit is happening at a faster rate um, with more people when you can see people talk about it uh, in video format. And, and I think that's part of the success of apps like uh, Snapchat, TikTok, and uh, Clapper. And yeah, I need to get back on Clapper and do some stuff over there. I've been neglecting Clapper, and I I know I was the one pushing it the most, uh, and I have been neglecting it. Sorry, they made my TikTok account bulletproof, and, and, and it's just been, it's been fun. Let me tell you, it's been fun. Okay, now on to some politics and COVID before we talk about favorite Halloween candies. Now, why am I putting the big story all the way at the end when I normally ju- I, I normally just kind of mix things up and you know to put this put the put a fun story at the end rather than a, a political story at the end? I should say uh, because we're going to need the lift in the conversation about the candies after we talk about some of the shit that we're going to talk about this week. We got some fucked up stories to talk about. Um, and we're going to get to those in just a minute. Uh, first, we need to start with a mixture of politics and COVID, and that's the passing of Colin Powell at the age of 84. Now, 
let's mention some of the first that Colin Powell uh, was first. He was the first... Uh, Holy shit, my notes just went goofy. Sorry, I apologize. He was the first black Secretary of State. Uh, he was the f- first black National Security Advisor, and he was the first black uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, all of which are incredibly important firsts. Because without firsts, there can be nobody to come second, third, fourth. There can be no lineage without a first. And it took too long to get this first. Just as it took far too long to get our first person of color in in the White House. So he does hold several rather significant firsts. He also does have a rather shitty history with lying us into war and and being a bit warmongerish. I gotta be honest with you, I still would have voted for the man. And I probably would have voted for him if the decision was Colin Powell or Joe Biden instead of Trump and Biden. I, I, I might have voted Republican in 2020. I would have seen needed to have seen what Colin Powell would have been running on. But there's a strong possibility. Uh, but he does have a very bad legacy, and I'm not going to deny the war uh, uh, legacy that he has and the dead in his wake. Uh, it cannot be denied. But nor can the firsts that he blazed the trail for either. you got to take the good with the bad in everybody, and uh, he is certainly that has a bit of both. So, uh, the passing of Colin Powell, age 84. Uh, a lot of the, uh, the significant figures of my early adulthood are now aging and passing away, and thus the time, the hands of time continue to click, eh? Um, in other COVID news, we have this story out of ESPN. We have an ESPN anchor deciding to walk away rather than comply with the new vaccine mandate that ESPN has put in. Her name is Allison Williams, and she's leaving uh, over the parent company's decision. That would be Disney. For those of you who don't know, Disney owns ESPN. Uh, Disney has put in uh, their own COVID-19 vaccine mandate, and she announced on Saturday that it's because of that that she's leaving. Now, she was able to remain employed at ESPN under under its current vaccine mandate as long as she wasn't covering games live, and so that's what she was doing. But Disney's company-wide mandate goes into effect on October 22nd. Williams said Disney denied her request for accommodation to not get the vaccine, resulting in her decision to leave the company, quote, effective next week. Now, remember, this was last Saturday the day after my last podcast. I just missed this story last week. Now, she said part of her reason, and this is something that cannot be denied for anybody. Excuse me one moment. Like I said, it's an amateur live podcast. Well, live at the time I record it. Whatever, fucking deal with it. Part of the reason she gave, which is a reason that, you know, what can't be argued with. Even if you're pro-vaccine like me, you can't argue with it. She's trying to have another child. And she does not want this in her while she's trying to have another child. Now, she also says she's morally opposed to the vaccine mandate. And she says that she had to uh, dig deep and analyze her morals uh, and put them first. I can't argue with that. 
All right. I think as many people as humanly possible should get vaccinated so we can put this thing behind us. But I can't argue somebody who is saying that it is their morals, it is their it is their beliefs for the reason that, that they can't get vaccinated. And I sure as fuck can't argue with somebody who's saying they're doing it in an attempt to protect their child or unborn child. The things that people will do to protect their children is something one can never argue with. Do I agree with where she comes from? No, I don't. I think she's wrong. But I can't argue with her on on, on the reasons she's giving. So, off she goes. She had a decision to make. And and she made her decision, and, and now she's not at ESPN. So, this is, I believe, an embodiment of the whole anti-vax movement co-opting the my body, my choice from the abortion uh, people. Yes, this is your body, your choice, and you made a choice. And the consequences of those choices are that you are now out of a job. Same with the police officers, same with the nurses, same with these people, same with these people. You all have a choice. But when you choose, you are not free from consequences for your actions. Your choices, as always, are going to come with consequences. There's no way to segue to this. There's just fucking no way to segue to this. I have two stories that I have to get to that I that I feel that I want to talk about um, before we get to the candy story. And I, I there's absolutely no fucking good way to segue into this. Um, hang on a minute, please. I needed that. As of the time I'm recording this, 11.37 a.m., Thursday morning, not the Friday it airs, um, this is where we stood on, this, on the following story. It, it, I believe it was Philadelphia. There was a woman who was sexually assaulted on a subway by a homeless man And as of the time I'm recording this, police do not have any film from various cell phone footage of it. But they do have the footage from inside the train car. And what that footage shows is a train car full of people not only not intervening in this attack, not only watching this attack happen, but holding their phones up towards the attack as if they were filming it. Now, all they have is the footage from the security camera in the train car, but that's what the the, the footage shows. A train car full of people filming a woman being sexually assaulted by, by a homeless man. Odds are low that if you were one of the people on that Philadelphia train car, you're going to be listening to this podcast. But if you happen to be, um, you're a fucking piece of shit. 
You know that? You are... You you barely classify as human. You are subhuman. I understand not everybody is going to jump up and intervene. Okay? I get that. I understand not everybody's the hero. Not everybody... I don't know that I would intervene in every single case, right? I, are you telling me, though, you're going to voyeuristically film it? You subhuman piece of shit. I... There are times you look around and you say, I I have faith in humanity. You see young people doing the right thing. You see young people marching. You see see millions of people, uh, tens of millions of people turning out to vote fascism out. You see people helping people in your neighborhood. And you get, your faith in humanity gets restored. And then you see this. A train car full of people filming a woman being sexually assaulted by a homeless man. Oh, my God. It boggles the mind. How do you watch that? God's sake, man, do better, people. Do better. Speaking of doing better, I, I got one more to get to before the favorite candies. But and my God, another story that had me floored when I heard it. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" From NBC News, a top administrator with the Carroll Independent School District in South Lake Texas advised teachers last week that if they have a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also offer students access to a book from an, quote, opposing perspective, according to an audio recording obtained by NBC News. Gina... Petty, the Carroll School District's Executive Director of Curriculum and Instruction, made the comment Friday afternoon during a training session on which books teachers can have in classroom libraries. The training came four days after Carroll School Board responded to a parent's complaint. Sorry, let me repeat that. I can't even read my own fucking notes. I'm so pissed off. The training session came four days after the Carroll School Board, responding to a parent's complaint, voted to reprimand a fourth grade teacher who had an anti-racism book in her classroom. Can we pause the fucking story right there and collectively ask ourselves, what the fuck is wrong with Texas? I am sorry, Bridge Farmer. I am sorry, Dude Trader. I am sorry of all of the other Texans that I am friends with and mutuals with on the various social media apps, but damn, your state is fucked up. Wow. A parent 
complained because there was an anti-racism book. So a fourth grade teacher got reprimanded. Now, why did she get reprimanded? We're going to get into that. A Carol staff member, member secretly recorded the Friday training and shared the audio with NBC News. Petty is heard in the audio recording saying, just try to remember the concepts of House Bill 3979, which is referring to a new Texas law that requires teachers to present multiple perspectives when discussing, and this is the critical part of this fucking story. Quote, and I'm going to fucking highlight this, so we're going to come back to this. Widely debated and currently controversial issues. Okay? A Texas law states that teachers need to present multiple perspectives when discussing widely debated and currently controversial issues. Keep that in the back of your head, okay? Quote, and make sure that if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has an opposing, that has other perspectives, is what she says. You hear that part? Okay. This is her quote. This is what her, she's heard saying on the tape. And make sure that if you have a book on the Holocaust, that you have one that has an opposing, that has other perspectives. One teacher is heard on the tape saying, how do you oppose the Holocaust? Petty is heard responding, believe me, that's come up. What? So, so far we've learned that in your school district, uh, you've had teachers complaining about anti-racism books, and you've had now... Apparently, at least once, the question on whether or not the Holocaust happened has come up. Boo-boo, you don't need to redo your curriculum. You need to call U-Haul. You need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like last week. Another teacher wondered aloud if she would have to pull down Number the Stars by Lois Lowry or other historical novels that tell the story of the Holocaust from the perspective of the victims. It's not clear if Petty heard the question or the comment as she did not respond to it. She also hasn't responded to any messages from the people at NBC News that wrote this article requesting a comment. Shocker, I know. Odd how they always seem to hide. We're going to go on with this story here. Hang on one second. <clears throat> this is how fucking bad this teacher is. She's got everybody else in the state in a fucking tizzy, right? <clears throat> in a written response to a question about Petty's remarks from NBC News, Carroll School District spokeswoman Karen Fitzgerald said that the district is trying to help teachers comply with the new state law and an updated version will go into effect in December. Quote, our district recognizes that all teachers in Texas are in a precarious position with the latest legal requirements, end quote. She also noted that the district's interpretation of the new Texas law requires teachers to provide balanced perspectives, not just during classroom instructions, but also in the books that are available to the students in class during free time. They wanted to make sure that this is all-encompassing, understandable, right? Quote, our purpose is to support our teachers in ensuring that they have all of the professional development, resources, and materials needed. Our district has not and will not mandate books be removed, nor will we mandate that classroom libraries be unavailable, end quote. Clay Robinson, 
a spokeswoman from the Texas Teachers Association and unions, a union representing educators, said there's nothing in the Texas law explicitly dealing with classroom libraries. Robinson said that the book guidelines at Carroll School, a suburban school district in the Fort Worth area, the one that we've been talking about, are, quote, an overreach and, quote, a misinterpretation, end quote, of the law. Three other Texas uh, education policy experts agreed. Quote, we find it reprehensible for an educator to require a Holocaust denier to get equal treatment with the facts of history, Robinson said. Quote, that's absurd. It's worse than absurd. And this law does not require it, quote. Listen, this thing goes on and on and on with lawmaker after lawmaker after lawmaker talking about how she is completely and utterly misinterpreting the law, right? But we don't need to hear any more from any more educators to know that this is fucked up. We're going to go back to it, okay? I highlighted it so that we can go back to it. The law says that teachers are required to present multiple perspectives when discussing, and I quote again, widely debated and currently controversial issues. The Holocaust is not widely debated. Is it debated? Yes, it is debated by a handful of fucksticks with no brain matter, no gray matter, no brain stem. That doesn't mean it is widely debated. It is debated by a very small minority of people. Very small minority of people. Once again, widely debated and currently controversial. It's not currently controversial. Once again, it might be currently controversial in the Hitler youth camps of America, but it is certainly not currently controversial by the rest of mainstream America, nor anybody that has critical thinking skills. No, the Holocaust is not widely debated and currently controversial. Therefore, this law has absolutely nothing to fucking do with it, and this administrator is full of fucking shit. And you know she's full of fucking shit. Gotta have a fucking opposing perspective on the Holocaust. There is no opposing perspective on the Holocaust. There's reality and a bunch of racist fucks that make up a very small minority of this population that don't believe that shit happened. That's all there is. Which side are you on, honey? (coughs) Yeah, okay, maybe honey was probably the wrong word to use there, but you understand where I'm driving at. Asshole, dumb fuck, whatever the fuck you want to be called. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Are you on the side of fucking reality or are you on the side of Holocaust deniers? It comes from these same fucking people that talk about the war of northern aggression. We didn't lose the civil war down here in Dixieland. We just ran out of time. They just simply had more troops and bullets than we did. Yeah, motherfucker, that means you lost. But what the fuck do you teach down in your, your little part of the world down there? You teach about the war of northern aggression. The South shall rise again is what you say, isn't it? No wonder why you teach this kind of fucking bullshit in your classrooms. 
No wonder why you give Holocaust deniers equal time when you talk about the war of northern aggression when it comes to you fucks owning people and trying to split this country in half. And we move on. Since we cannot possibly end our our podcast on a Holocaust denier. You, You know that can't happen. We need to lighten shit the fuck up. And that's why we are now going to discuss Halloween candy. It's that time of year. You got to be buying some, right? I got to go out and get some, like, fucking now. I should be doing it right now. Uh, But instead, I'm doing this. Uh, Why? Because it's warm in here, and it's toasty, and I got herb. (laughs) I got got good herb, too, man. Let me tell you something. This, This shit here... This shit right here, man. This shit right here. This shit, man. This shit, man. This shit right here, man. This shit's good. All right. Halloween candy. First thing that needs to be said. Get some shit out of the way. Candy is the only acceptable thing for you to be handing out on Halloween. I'm sorry, it is. Not pencils, not spider rings, not pamphlets, not bags of fucking chips, not cans of soda. Candy. Fucking candy. I don't want to see no popcorn. I don't want to see none of that shit. None of that shit. Candy. That's it. Now, what kind of candy? Well, that's what we're going to discuss now. That is what we call the $64,000 question. And for the younger generation who goes, why does he keep saying that? The $64,000 question. That was the top prize on a game show back in the day. Actually, before my time. The $64,000 question. And that became part of the American lexicon, right? That, as a way to say that that was, the, uh, that was the key question, right? That was the big enchilada question. You get that question, you win all the money. The $64,000 question. What kind of candy? Let's take a look at some Halloween factoids before we get into this, okay? 172 million Americans celebrate Halloween. 29% of all Halloween purchases are made online. 96% of people who celebrate Halloween will purchase candy. On average, we spend, what does this say here? $30 to $40 on Halloween candy. Admittedly, I wrote these notes a minute ago, but $30 to $40 on Halloween candy. Mm-mm-mm. I've never been above average in a goddamn thing in my life, but I am way the fuck above average on when it comes to spending for Halloween because thirty dollars—that's like the—that's like the expect expected loss rate of the Halloween candy. Fucking kidding me? Uh, most Halloween shopping is done the first two weeks of October. Overall, Halloween spending is expected to be nearly. $10.14 billion in 2021 and over 50% of parents say they will stash some Halloween candy for later to enjoy. So I'm above average on the spending. Uh, the $10.14 billion spent in 2021, you're welcome. I definitely had a hand in that. And uh, 50% of parents, I'm definitely in the 50%. Definitely in the over 50%. Now, what your favorite candy 
what your favorite candy <clears throat> might say about you is where you're from. Because this place, candystore.com, I don't know if you guys have been to this, candystore.com, they gathered 14 years worth of candy-consuming data and determined which Halloween candy is the nation's favorite and even broke it down by state. So this is what we're going to get into now. The list of the nation's favorite candies are as follows. Number 10, candy corn. Fuck out of here already. Fuck out of Fuck out of Who? Def- I want to know. I, I need to know. I First, I need to blow my fucking nose. Now, which one of you nasty motherfuckers are picking up the phone when CandyStore.com calls and saying that candy corn is your favorite fucking candy, that that thing even came close to the top 10 candies? I gotta be honest with you, this entire list melts my brain. Number 10, candy corn. Number 9, Tootsie Pops. Okay, I can see that. Number 8, Snickers. Ocho. The Ocho, baby. Seems a bit low on the list. Number 7, Hershey Kisses. Number six, Sour Patch Kids? Really? Number five, Hot Tamales. What the fuck is wrong with you people? How the fuck is Hot Tamales in the top five and Snickers is number eight? As a matter of fact, tell me how a lot of these are ahead of Snickers. Number four, Starburst. Nothing wrong with a Starburst ahead of Snickers? For real? Number three, M&M's. Okay, can understand that. Number two, Skittles. I like me some Skittles, but I think the chocolate comes in one, two, and three, don't you? Number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. An adequate and appropriate number one. That's a hell of a fucking list. Candy corn has no business on that list whatsoever. Like, at all. Sour Patch Kids, maybe. Maybe low on the list. Hot Tamales, no. Skittles and Starburst, low on the list. Snickers needs to be moved way up. Of the list that they have here, it's got to be one, two, three. Reese's, Snickers, M&M's. Where's the Milky Way? Where's the Butterfinger? Hershey's Kisses make the list, but not a Hershey's Bar. Interesting. Now, let's talk about some of the states and uh, what the fuck is wrong with you in if you live in these states. See how many people we can piss off, shall we? Uh, Let's start with my home state of Illinois, just to show you that it's not all about pissing off other states. Okay? Very disappointing right off the bat. Illinois uh, ranks Sour Patch Kids as their number one. What? What? What are you talking about? 
Hang on a second. Real quickly. You know what else I didn't hear on that top list? And I bet somebody is screaming at their phone right now. Kit Kats. Where the fuck is Kit Kats at? You telling me that all that other shit made the fucking... Hot tamales made the list? Candy corn made the list? But Kit Kats didn't make the list? Get the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. Illinois. Sour Patch Kids. Right away. Wrong. Wrong. You're fucking wrong. I want to know what the fuck's wrong with the people in Georgia. Their number one, the Swedish fish candy. Dog! Are you fucking serious? The Swedish fish candy? Butter my buns and call me a biscuit. That's some of the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. And as if Arizona wasn't hot enough already, their favorite, hot tamale. You guys just like sweating in Arizona? What the fuck? Hot Tamale also came in number one in North Dakota and Virginia. Three states had Hot Tamales number one. Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Hawaii all have those little mini Hershey bars, the assortment, as their number one. You know the one I'm talking about. You got the mini Hershey, the mini dark, the mini crackle that's like red. You've seen them, right? There's a multitude of them. I'm not saying they're vile. I'm saying that's the shit you dig through at the bottom of the fucking barrel when you're done. It's Halloween's in October. You're, you're fucking January at this point in time, and you're like, I got a sweet tooth, and you're jonesing, and you're digging in the bottom of what's left up on the top of the refrigerator, and you find yourself a handful of crackles. You don't make that shit your number one, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Hawaii. The fuck is wrong with you people? New Orleans shouldn't even be acknowledged on the list. Lemonheads? Lip. Lemonheads. I don't even know you people anymore. Used to love the city of New Orleans. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm sorry, but there's an extraordinarily high probability that we are going to have to excommunicate the entire state of Connecticut. And I mean the entire state of Connecticut and all of its belongings. Almond Joy? Almond Joy! Get the fuck out of here. Let me explain something to you. The list of the top Halloween candies is as follows. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, Snickers, M&M's, Butterfingers. That's your top tier. That's your top tier, all right? That's your A game. You're putting together an all-star team. You get the big size, the full size. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, Snickers, M&M's. Those are in my bowl full size when I open the door on Halloween. Butterfingers, not a lot of people in this area go for them, so maybe I'll, I'll switch it up and I'll figure out something else instead of the Butterfingers. But that's your top tier for me. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, Snickers, M&M's, Butterfingers. That's your top five. That's your, all, that's your starting lineup. Then you have things like Skittles, Starburst, Milky Way, Hershey Kisses, and even Suckers and Jolly Ranchers in that next level. If you go to CandyStore.com, you can see that they even break down how many pounds each state buys of its own candy. It's amazing. Example, uh, Illinois buys 
162,262 pounds of Sour Patch Kids. That's our first place. 162,262 pounds of Sour Patch Kids. Our second place, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 126,533 pounds. Damn, we eating some fucking candy up here in the aisle. Coming in third place, Starburst. 112,073 pounds of Starburst sold in the state of Illinois. You can break your state down if you want. Candystore.com. It's all there. Go see what the fuck is wrong with the people you call your neighbors. Because, damn. Now, the next time we talk is going to be the Friday before Halloween. And Halloween's on a Sunday. So you're going to be all out of later at that point in time. So this is your reminder for me to get your ass to the motherfucking store and buy some fucking candy. And if you can swing it. If you if it's, if it's at all a possibility, get the full-size bars. Get some full-size bars. The kids have been through a lot in the last couple of years. They're wearing masks to school. They did a lot of homeschooling. Get the full-size bars if you can swing it, please. Seriously. All right? Um, remember, it's for the kids. I mean, you got to sample it. Of course, you know, there's always quality control involved in any Halloween. But uh, it's for the kids. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. All right, guys. Listen, uh, that's all I got for you this week. Um, Remember, watch for the Patreon subscription service. That is coming up. And uh, 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 tune in next week to this podcast for a new episode uh, the day, uh, two days before Halloween. And uh, hopefully we got enough to talk about next week. All right. Uh, As always, until next week, stay grateful.